0: So we won't be doing Haftarah this week because Haftarah was actually, I mean, we could have done Haftarah for Rosh Hashanah, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I want to go into HaZinu. Next week, we're doing the Haftarah for Vayelech, uh, which is Shuva. Haftarah Shuvah, which is more relevant for Kippur. I mean, it's, it's, more re- it's most relevant for, uh, for Shabbat Shuvah. Actually, I have to think. Are we doing Shabbat Shubah It's already on Shabbat. Shabbat Shuvah is Shabbat. No, Shabbat Shuvah is before Kippur. I know, but but Shabbat Shuvah is the Shabbat oh, before Kippur. Oh, oh, Kippur, is Sunday night. Sunday night. Okay, so good, so yeah, perfect, good perfect, time. perfect. We're going to do uh, we're going to do the Haftarah for next week. This week, we'll just stick to Haazinu, and then we won't be doing anything that's of relevance to Rosh Hashanah because right. Rosh Hashanah Torah reading is is uh, the story of Ishmael in Hagar, mm-hmm. and it's the story of, of uh, the Akedat Yitzchak. Oh. So, so, because we're going to be doing Bereshit, and it's in Vayera, it's in the fourth parasha of Bereshit, so Bereshit is coming up anyways. I don't know if we want to jump ahead and read those stories out of context. I'd rather just continue where we left off. Okay, the song of Moshe Rabbeinu, Ha'azinu. I was, as, as we said in the Sunday class, Ha'azinu is... The good it's, and the bad kind of.: uh, it's mix. Kind of just, it's kind of a, a song that we're supposed to keep on us to recognize that even when times are bad, it is all coming from God, right? Because we have a tendency to say that our God is not around anymore, that our God has been lost, because things are bad, because we have that tendency, then um, we have the song to train us.) <laughs> Do Moderni? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, biblical or... Uh, I don't want to stump you, but I'm just asking you... Uh, no, you stumped me. I stumped you? Well, give me an answer tomorrow. I'll think about oh, it. Okay. Sorry. Im Refi. Listen, the heavens, and I will speak, and the land will hear my uh, or oh, that's why he asked. I was wondering mm-hmm. why he asked. Yeah. Okay, the question is: What's the difference between ha'azinu and "vetishma"? Good question. Yeah. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Okay. "La in modern Hebrew means to to like almost spy on, to listen in, to uh, concentrate. Yeah. Concentrate, concentrate on something. Ishma is to you know? hear something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's tell him that. <laughs> Listen, the heavens and I will speak, and the land should hear the words of my mouth. Why is he calling the heavens and the earth? They always relate to the heavens and the earth, right? They anytime anytime them they them want as to, a, as a tukha, why, why, as a, why? do they use that? Because they're they're everlasting, right? They're everlasting. I heard another nice perush. Because a lot of the punishment, I mean, all most of the punishment comes from the lack of rain and the inability of the earth to produce to produce uh, food. Meaning, like a, a lot like of the worst on the, the salt, mm-hmm. right? That's like the, the, the extreme old, version of yeah. it. Whenever you're cutting completely, cutting it off, but because these are items that are used for the punishment of Am Israel, so they're stressed here, okay? Mm-hmm. Let my uh, my lekach mm-hmm. is my lesson, right? The lesson mm-hmm. that uh, do you know how um, you have musar. What is "musar"? What does the word "musar" mean? What does it mean? It, it, right. Musar, well, how do we so something that rebuke, yeah, yeah right? Yeah, we yeah, say yeah. rebuke. Musar is a rebuke. Musar means rebuke. Right, yeah. like, we say rebuke. But in Hebrews, in "natati lekach," I gave him a lesson. Really. Right. So, so what? The, the idea Hebrew. here's the idea, but the relationship between the word "musar" and "lekach." <laughs> Wait, listen. <laughs> musar is rebuke, and it comes from the word to transmit. Uh,
1: okay. So,
0: to, mm-hmm. to transmit ideas. So when you give someone Musar, for him, it is a Lekach. It is a taking. Because he's taking what's being transmitted down uh, to him. So it's actually one of the same. Uh-huh. Lekach comes from the word to take. Lekach. Aha. Uh-huh. Musar ah. comes from the word to transmit. So the person giving the musar and the person You're taking right, it something is, like the, that. The, is the lokiach. M- exactly. So the musar is a person, the person transmitting the the rebuke is moser. He's transmitting it. Wow. And then the person receiving it is taking it. So that's a lekach for him. It's beautiful. And yeah, I heard this from Yaakov Biton when he was teaching us in mm-hmm. the, the, the Mishleh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ya'arof kamatal izal katal imrati. Let my. My saying flow like dew. Kisirim ale deshe vechirvivim ale esev. A small rain upon grass. Vechirvivim ale esev. And like uh, showers upon uh, grass. What's the difference between deshe and esev? This is some more another mm. lesson in Hebrew. Uh, uh. Well, I have a translation. Esef. One is... Simple grass. And the other one is like vegetation. Mm-hmm. No, I mean no, maybe I, I that's how one, that's how my book is translating yeah, so, it. I, to me, it sounds like one is like, like one is grass and one is something is something that's fed to animals probably. Maybe no? so. What I heard, I think it's either Rashbam or Rashi. You could look up and see if Rashi says it. But um, the deshe, you know, whenever you look on a plane yeah. on a on a big area and you see grass, you see a large swath of grass. Yeah, that would be deshe. deshe. But then, if you look closer, and you ta- and you find one one stalk of grass, that would be called esev. Uh, one is. So so esev is referring to. Uh, deshe refers to the to the mass of grass. Uh, when you see a lot of it, that's called seeing deshe. Probably like but a, you a can't blade say grass. you can't say you can't take a blade of grass and say I'm looking at deshe. It's You're looking at an esev. That's why we say boy it's baby Samim something. Maybe I don't know. I mean I don't know how far you could take the the lesson, but I believe that's either in the Rashbam or Rashi. I I I. Okay, that makes sense. This was something that came up last year in our in our teachings, and I'm just repeating it. Okay, kishem adonai ekra havugode. <laughs> because I'm going to announce the name of God I'm going to say the name of God <laughs> bring glory to our God these are all what has Moshe Rabinu doing so far in this song um, he is still <coughs> reminding that everything comes from Baruch Hu. he's still he's not really rebuking yet. I mean I, I'm asking for something simpler so far all we've done is introduce Introdu- yeah. introduce the we haven't gotten into any content if You realized mm-hmm. it's an introduction, it's an saying, introduction. Listen, listen to right, to the, listen to, to my words, my to, let my words flow like rain, yeah. let them fall, let them go like a, like a thing on grass. And what's the by the way, what's the metaphor, a, a very classic metaphor of, of rain, Wa- w- of water? What's the idea Torah. there? Because Torah brings life, and also it can go in every penetrating right? Every there are a lot of back. metaphors, there's a lot of ways Torah is, is related. Another nice metaphor is that. The uh, water always flows to the lowest place, mm-hmm. so Torah always resides in the person who is most humble. Right? That's a classic one. Wow. we will reach um, eventually. Yeah, the but place. but the more typical metaphor is that water is a source of life. Mm-hmm. So Torah is very very recurringly compared to to water, uh, and this is why let my teachings go like water on grass because the water helps the grass grow and survive, and so will the Torah keep the people alive and keep them well. So um, you also have a the raindrops, the dew. Yeah, we have all these different storms. types of water, exactly. But that's also part of the poetry here. Yes. Right, that, that it's poetic to describe rain in multiple ways. Okay, um, and I, I'm about to, to call the name of God that's ascribed greatness to God. So that's the final saying of Moshe's introduction here. Okay, Pasuk Dalet. pa'olo, ki mishpat. avel, tzadik Hatsur Tamim Paolo. the Rock. Who is the Rock? Hashem, Hashem, right? The Rock. His actions are perfect. mishpat, because all of his ways are just. Avil, a God that is trustworthy. Avil, and there's nothing twisted. There's no sin. There's ve'yasharhu. He is. Straightforward, He is straight and righteous, is our God. Now, in light of what we said about the purpose of Ha'azinu, this this, pasuk, this opening pasuk to the content part of the song makes perfect sense. Because Am Israel is in the middle of suffering, and they have to realize that God is a just God. Right? Meaning, despite the fact that they're in suffering... Why are they in suffering at this moment? I, I mean, oh, in the Ha'azinu is, yeah, right, is given to a people in the future that are going to be in time where God's yeah. God's uh, presence is is missing. Yeah. Is it hidden. seems like it's missing. The whole point, it seems of this, like it's missing. point of this song is like when you're in trouble, sing this song, read this song, yeah. you'll understand, yeah. okay, wait a minute, this is just. Right, right. Hard. So obviously that all makes sense. So this this pasuk is a good is a good opener because. The best thing we do when we're in suffering is sidukadin, right? Is mm-hmm. this is like a this pasuk is the sidukadin pasuk of the song, right? That we're saying God is perfect, all of His actions are just. He is a a trustworthy God. There's no there's no sin. He's righteous and straight. Okay, pasuk he shichet lo lo banav mumam dor ikesh uftal tol. This pasuk is hard to translate. There's a lot of interpretation. The one I like the most, maybe is a little bit midrashic, but it gets the point across. So you ask, you have to say like this, Sheikhit lo, was, the, de, was the, the destruction because of him? Was it because of God? Lo, banav mumam. No, it is the blemish of his children, meaning of us, of B'nai of Israel. Dor ikesh uftaltol. A generation that is twisted and uh, what is uh, Uftal Tol? Perverse, right? Okay, so we're at we ask in this Pasuk is the problem God's or is it ours? And the answer is no, the problem is actually ours. Okay, Pasuk Vav, Hal Adonai Tikmiluzot, Am Naval Veloch yeah. Aham, Halo Hu Avicha Kanecha, hu Secha Vachonenecha. You want to blame this final Pasuk of this part of the Tzidukadin part of the Shiratazinu. Is, are you going to blame this on God? Are you going to blame the suffering on God? Am naval velo you 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 uh, people that are... That are uh, naval. Well, what's a good word for naval? Uh, uh, let's see, what do I say? Unwise. No. Okay, fine. Foolish. 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 Naval is foolish. <laughs> foolish people and unwise. Halohu avicha kanecha. God is your father... And He is your Creator. He made you, and He established you. Which, which means, and, and this is the close of the first part of the song, in which we, we kind of do dukadin kadin. It's saying, whenever there is suffering that's coming upon you, obviously God is the one who brings the suffering but god is not the one to blame for the suffering mm-hmm. there, are two, there, there are two different things right okay. you, you, the, the suffering is probably upon you to blame you yes. you generation that is that is unwise right. and the suffering is probably your fault mm-hmm. you can't really blame god for the suffering the banavumam the mum the blemish is on the ben israel who did the wrong right exactly banavumam that the, the, the blemish is on Am israel so, you can't really blame Hashem. And, and the beautiful thing is, how do we know that the suffering that we're, we're experiencing is not God's fault? Meaning it's brought by God, but it's not His fault. How do we know that? No. Because, halohu avicha kanecha, mm. He is your Father and He is your Creator. Meaning, a father, whenever a father reprimands. hurts, reprimands a child, He's not to blame for it. It's probably the child who is to blame. The father is trying to help the child, or the father is typically reliable because of his love for the child to be just, right? So, because God is is the father and He's our Creator, but more so because He's our Father, we can rely on Him to be just and trustworthy, and that all of the suffering that befalls us is not because of Him but because of us. Or he's definitely not to blame, it may just be necessary. So really there is no blame to go there either you have two options. Either we are to blame or there's no one to blame or just necessary suffering. Right? It could be isurin, we have a concept of isurin shal Ahava, rebuke that is out of love. Mm-hmm. In which there's no sin that we're we're accounting for. Okay. Uh, let's do a little bit more because we do have some time okay remember the days of old uh, the years of old understand the, the years of each generation ask your father and he will tell you your elders and they will explain to you what's going on here this is a call to Remember the good, the, understanding the good history. right? This is a call to understanding history. Part of the, the Song of Azinu is to get us as Jewish people to appreciate the way of nations, the, the, the rise and fall of empires, the rise and fall of people, what causes people to fall and what causes people to thrive. And at some point, which uh, definitely at this point we can definitely see it, you're going to be able to to see these patterns if you just read history. Mm-hmm. History isn't such a complex thing because humans are, are pretty much going to do the same thing over and over and over again. It's right? Because of thing, human nature. Ask your elders, ask so yourself. ask your elders, look into history, and they'll tell you some of the rules of proper living, some of the rules of what makes a nation thrive, and some of the rules of what obviously causes a nation to, to fall. Okay? Uh, so so ask your fathers and it will tell you. By the way, there is another interpretation, the binu shinot Dorvador. vador. I heard a, an, another different interpretation. So it's, the first interpretation is, remember the days of old, remember the years of every generation, right? Another interpretation would be, zikhor remember the days of old, binu shinot Dorvador, understand the changes, shinot as in shinui. The changes in generation. What's what's the saying? Those who don't who don't who don't learn from history are are, conde- are condemned, condemned to, to repeat it. Repeated, right. You know. So it's basically telling you go look back, and learn from your. Uh, you know, if you ever, you know I need to find. I need to find that quote by Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson is my favorite historian. He he's written on everything. He's an, a phenomenal historian. And he basically writes in one of his quotes that much of history is just the same thing over and over because man, our, our psychological makeup, our, I mean, our, the human condition is, has never changed. Right? We have the same tendencies yeah. as the man it's from so 2000 say, years ago. In chadash ha-shemesh. In chadash right? So there's nothing new under the sun, which means that history, if you just understand it, you'll be able to see the patterns and you'll be able to kind of get a clear picture of what makes a nation thrive and what doesn't. And that's part of what Amishelah has to understand. It's this learning from history and understanding, wow, it's whenever we follow the ways of God, when we follow the rules and the morals of the Torah, that's when our society becomes strong and that's when it thrives, okay? So that would be the importance of history in this pasuk. This is actually the, in, I mean, I don't have an opinion on this, but if you're gonna, if someone's going to ask you if there's an obligation for a Jew to know history, this may be the best proof from the Torah, right? Remember the days of old, understand the years of every generation. Okay, next. Pasuchet, Israel. When Elion, which is Hashem, gave gave apportioned uh, allotments to the nations, when he separated people, Mispar Bene Israel. He Established the boundaries of the people according to the numbers of Bnei Israel. It seems like this is something like, well, what is the number that represents the son, sons of Israel or the descendants of Israel? Seventy, mm-hmm. right? Because we went seventy people. We went down to Mitzrayim. So, and we know that there are in the Torahs in in our there are seventy nations. You know, in our, in our literary reading of the Torah, it's always seventy nations. So this thing is this pasuk is saying that when Borayolam gave. Uh, when he gave portions out land and, and uh, places to the rest of the world, to the goyim of the world, he did it, he, gave, he made 70, he made 70 such nations. Now the significance of that we will see tomorrow uh, as we continue our study of Shirata Azinu. Baruch Adonai L'alam. Amen be-amen. Amen. Be-amen.